0: episode of Mike Chuck, uh, the wrestling podcast where we like to have fun with each other and make fun of ourselves and uh, make fun of Chuck primarily. And um, it's,
1: it's already started. Yeah. We haven't even so, started the show and you guys are already picking on me.
0: That's okay. I, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I, it's, I'm, it's, I've never it's lost. It's I've never lost to you.
1: It's well-deserved. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll eat. I'll eat my humble pie.
0: We were talking about the fact that if people didn't know, I never, I, Chuck, Chuck and I had a wrestling match and I won. So, I
1: thought we weren't talking. You didn't win. I just didn't win.
0: <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> but I
0: won based off the rules
1: that we established. Based off the rules that we established. Yes.
0: Yes. So, and you needed surgery after.
1: I didn't have to have surgery. You were you, have needed, surgery.
0: you needed like six months of rehab. I
1: did have to do a lot of PT.
0: Yeah. So that sucked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very special guest. Hopefully we'll spend a lot of time with him today. Um, this is our uh, now third year in a row having an in-depth long conversation with, I don't know, like, is it? wrestling godfather is it like would it we need to probably come up with something i
1: think we could probably it, calling him the godfather would probably be fair appropriate yeah, yeah that's what i think yeah. yeah
0: so uh the nsaa assistant director but the person in charge of high school wrestling in the state of nebraska ron higdon is our guest so ron uh appreciate you joining us once again we'd you know we'd like to have fun with you and um, and, but we like to get, you know, some answers, uh, just some questions and things like that. Nothing you haven't handled, uh, particularly in the last couple of weeks. So, um, thanks for joining us once again, and we will, Chuck, I know doesn't ask tough questions anyway. So I know. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's just get right to the ticket thing. That's let's just get that out of the way. You go right for the throat. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> Right in there. Um <laughs> it's, it's the most, you know, the biggest topic uh in the last couple of weeks as far as high school wrestling is concerned, that and girls wrestling. But what we'll get to girls, but how did the ticket distribution thing work? What happened along the way? When did you notice or when did CHI notice that oh wait, we got a problem here? I guess we'll start there.
2: So First of all, I think it's interesting that um, we're at a point where we are able in the state of Nebraska to sell out a venue for wrestling mm-hmm. and have it the biggest venue that we have in the state. And it, it's it's such a hot ticket that, that people are upset that they can't get one. So I think that's a testament to, to what we have in the state of Nebraska as far as wrestling, the popularity of it. Um, and so I, it, it's not, I don't want to call it a good problem, but it is a good problem to have because the the interest is there, and and not many people have to, or not many states um, have to deal with it, and not many have to worry about thing, issues like this. So, I want to start with that. But secondly, um, you asked about a timeline. Uh, we have some deadlines that are, are given to our schools to do a ticket order form, and I think it's important to know why we do the ticket order form. We do the ticket order for them because unlike all the rest of the venues that we use for all of our state championships, CHI has a policy that every one of their events is a reserve seat ticket event, which means when you buy a ticket, you buy a certain seat at that venue. And in order for our schools to sit together as a community, sit together as a school, we have to provide a, a means for them to buy those reserve seat tickets together. Now, the only way to really do that is through the painstaking uh, process of a ticket request order form. We're going to change the the name of the ticket order form to ticket request because in essence, people were saying that we oversold it. We didn't oversell anything. There were more requests than what we had seats available. We didn't sell them and take them back yes they put money for the request so that that process was easy and up until this year we have been able to fulfill every single request that we've had with some despair mm-hmm. so for those that think you know you should have seen this coming uh, we we had over 4000 more requests in one year than we did last year oh, wow. and uh, unless you have a crystal ball uh, and and maybe some people are a lot smarter than that than than I am at this that we are in our office But we didn't see that kind of demand coming. Now, that being said, every year, because we do this ticket order form, there are people that pre-purchase their tickets and end up not coming to one of the sessions or multiple sessions. So we have the ability to get more people in the venue because there's some empty seats and because we have some capacity to be able to do so. So when we got that last... um, January 3rd was the last deadline. And then we have to, they got to be postmarked by January 3rd. So that takes a couple more days Mm -hmm. to make sure we get all the mail in. And then we we go, they, the CHI ticket office does all of this. They go through and look at the numbers. And once they determine what those numbers were, they came to me and said, we have an issue. So Mm -hmm. then we work with them, the ticket office, which, the staff at their ticket office, they do this every day. They do this for much bigger events than the wrestling tournament. They do the College World Series. They do the swim trials. They do uh, Creighton basketball. They do the NCAA tournament. So they handle this on a daily basis. So we had to ask the experts, all right, what do we do? We have history of what specific classes have ordered in the past, and we took an average. Mm-hmm. So class A, and I'm just gonna use an easy number, class A usually orders about 2,000 tickets. We have 12,400 seats available for sessions one through five. Mm-hmm. And then in session six, if you've ever been there, we go down from 10 mats to four mats. Yeah. And when we do that, we bring in with forklifts and, and the process of putting all those, we bring in 2,500 additional seats. So there's more seating for the finals than there is for the semifinals. Mm -hmm. That being said, when we got to the point where we're like, all right, what do we do? We took for class A example, we took that 2000 and divided by the number of schools in class A. And then that gave us a ticket limit per school. So we fulfilled, we looked what everybody ordered and we fulfilled all of those requests up until that ticket limit. Well, there were schools that ordered less than what the limit was. So we took those tickets and put them back in the pool, and then reallocated those to the schools that requested more than the limit, and that limit went up. Mm. So even though the number of, of tickets that Class A got was larger than the other schools in the other classes, Class mm. A got the lowest limit of all mm. as far as a class. And every time you go up a class, um, every time you go up a class, or down a class, I say, you go up in numbers. So whatever that number is, Class B, um, and then Class B has more schools. And actually, Class B has more schools that are ordering larger numbers, so their ticket limit was lower than Class A. and and In all actuality, Class B's ticket numbers, their request, their limit was lower than all the rest of the classes. So it wasn't just a a 25% reduction for everybody, because if somebody ordered 10 tickets and they're only going to get you know, seven, because we reduced it by 30%. We didn't feel like that was an, an equitable way to do it. Right. When we did all that at the end of the day, and, and I will say that we also had a, a girls number too. So we had five classes that we had to fulfill. And then if a, a school ordered uh, and we and there were different on the order form, you mm-hmm. can order girls tickets or you could order boys tickets. And so when they did that, it gave them a different number. So some of those schools they, that their numbers are all over the board and no one could understand it's because there's a lot of tentacles to the process. And we did what we felt was the most equitable for all of our schools. And by using this method, we were able to fulfill 70% of our school's requests, meaning 70% of the schools got everything they asked for. There Mm -hmm. are 30% that didn't. And there are some that got their number that they requested cut significantly. And I understand the frustration. I understand that, but the other thing that I want to point out is, like, they're like, "Oh, I can't go see my kid wrestle." I, you know, your parents are not going to be be able to see your kids wrestle. We allocate those tickets to the schools. The yeah. schools determine the priority. We don't. We don't sell those to individuals. We we allocate those schools to one those tickets to one person from that school, and that's whoever they list on the ticket order form. So if you got hundred tickets, all hundred tickets went to one person they then can allocate how they seem ne- deemed necessary for their school we didn't do that
3: mm-hmm. so
2: i think the problem was number 1 panic number mm-hmm. 2 misinformation um, one of the it was amazing that some of the things that people were saying it was like it was it was crazy like th- that they 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 oversold and they're keeping all our money and now they're reselling them for a bunch of money and they're not giving us a refund all of that is incorrect Everything is incorrect. And you talk about wording. We oversold it. No, we didn't oversell it. There were more requests than we had capacity or than we had seats to give away. And then we allocated every seat available. We didn't save back anything. We gave it all to our schools. So when at the end of the day, we feel um, and we've done this every year. We feel we're still going to be able to get people in the doors because of the no-shows and because of the fact that we have the ability to give standing room only tickets to not give, but sell standing room only tickets when the capacity allows. So um, when we get to that session five and we are getting, we're going to open the doors early and we're going to get people in and it's electronic scanning, we can, it's, it's to the second, how many have we scanned? If there's no one in line and we still have 3,000, uh, we've scanned 10,000, and we can still get 2,500 still in there, we'll sell 2,500 tickets if there's people there. So right. we feel that we're still going to be able to get people in because people will purchase those tickets before their kid qualifies, before their team qualifies. And even some some of them will leave if their kid doesn't make it to Friday. So hmm. That being said, we've always had the ability to get more people in than what the original ticket sales are. And that process of allocating tickets takes about three weeks. And when we, we look at our time frame from the end of, because people are saying, well, why don't you wait till after districts? There's just not enough time mm-hmm. to allocate those tickets after districts. So that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, with the amount of complaints that we had for the people that were you know, upset, we have talked about just not doing the ticket order form. We'll just open it up to the public and they can buy what they want and sit where they want. And it, no one will be sitting together um, because we honestly feel that this is the best way to take care of our schools first. Right. Because when we had COVID year, those tickets went on sale to the public. And those third party vendors, those scalpers bought a ton of tickets mm-hmm. and were selling them for outrageous prices. So we think that the ticket request form is the best way to handle it and the best way to give our schools, our parents and everybody an opportunity to buy a $10 ticket to get to one of the sessions. And that's in a nutshell. And I could go on with more details, but I think you (laughs) kind of get the idea.
0: The the third party thing, I guess, uh, clarify that. Like that's not those tickets aren't even on sale. They're not even available for the the third parties don't even have them. Correct.
2: They were advertising with the hope that they could get some. And we worked with CHI ticket office and they say that they have this problem at every one of their big, big uh, events, you know, Taylor Swift concert, George Strait, whatever it might be. Um, They have those people come in and try to purchase tickets and try to resell them on a secondhand market. And to be honest with you, they buy 10 tickets and they sell one for a hundred dollars. They're breaking even. So then everything else is gravy. Right. But we don't have any tickets available to the public for sessions five and session six. So if they're advertising any tickets that they have and they have a specific seat number with it, that means they received that from one of the, one of the schools. Yeah. One of the tickets or some of the tickets that we allocated to schools were being sold to those third-party vendors. The nice thing about it is we know, the paper trail. <laughs> yes, we know exactly who got that ticket. Yeah. We knew exactly who they transferred it to and when that transfer happened. So we actually happened. it happened last year. There were 20 tickets that went from a particular school to one of the vendors. So we call the school and like, all right, here's what's going to happen. That happens again. We're not giving you an opportunity to pre-purchase tickets. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, we're doing everything we can to fight that. And mm-hmm. I, I encourage anybody not to buy those tickets because if they have the actual tickets and they're trying to sell them, if they don't sell them, we'll resell them as a standing room only ticket and you can get in anyway for $10. And depending on the weight of
0: the person that you're, you know, there to watch, to see, yeah. you, you, people might have left and you can kind of just go sit in their seat Absolutely. or whatever. Like there's going to be room for you. Go ahead, Chuck.
1: I think we can all agree that <laughs> you're not in this for money. I've seen that a million times where people are like, well, it's just a money grab by the NSA. They're not, the NSA isn't getting any, any more money, whether scalpers buy them or whoever (laughs) buys them.
2: Right. You know? And and I I think it's, we, we, I mean, we just did the, the financials today. The amount of money that it takes to put this event on is astronomical. I mean, it's, I mean, we don't own the venue, I mean, it costs us money for the venue. It costs us money for parking. It costs us money to feed all the workers. It, it costs us money for hotel rooms. It costs us money for officials, for workers. Like, there's a cost associated with that. And anybody that has has gone to any youth sport activity is paying, I guarantee, has paid more than $10 to get to that event. Oh, and yeah. I guarantee that that event is not as a big event as, as ours is.
0: Yeah, 100%. No question.
2: Okay, let's move on from ticket gate. Thank you. Okay.
0: You know, <laughs> but okay, so uh last year, uh, you know, backflips were the I guess point of em- sportsmanship, I'll say, not backflips, but right. you know, like you know, sportsmanship was an emphasis and you know, backflips was a thing. Right. Uh is there a team point emphasis this year uh that's been emphasized throughout the year that people shouldn't be necessarily alarmed of if a team points deducted?
2: Well, we, we are constantly battling sportsmanship in all right. of our sports. I mean, that's always going to be a point of emphasis at the national level. Right. So yes, we still are cognizant of it, but I will say that we have made some serious improvements. I mean, it's, it, we, we really cracked down last year mm-hmm. and we um, saw some improvement. We saw the problem is uh, at every level you're seeing, you know more celebrations and more, and and I don't necessarily want us to be old school and and not stay with the times, but there's there's a there's a line of of celebration, and 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 sportsmanship, and when you're taunting, uh, when you're doing it at the expense of somebody else, then it becomes an issue for us. And so we want to keep it clean. We want it to be enjoyable, uh, for everybody. We, it's entertainment for some. I mean, like. I get it. I understand. We see it all the time. But at the same time, there has to be a level of respect that goes along with that. And we are really harping on the respect part of it. And that comes from the, the way the wrestlers act, the way they talk, uh, the way that the uh, coaches and the wrestlers and fans treat officials. It, it all comes together and it all culminates with uh, we got to do better. And, and from a couple of years ago to last year, we did better. And I think that we'll continue to do better. I, I I commend our coaches for taking it serious, and, and but we had to put our foot down. I tell you what, um, some of those schools and, and almost every class, those schools uh, were in a position where a team point didn't ri- really matter for them. So they're like, oh, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, and then we said, all right, that doesn't matter to you, but how about flagrant misconduct where we take all the team points that that person has earned during the tournament and kick them out and they don't place. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes then. <laughs> that really, that, that kind of made him look at it in a different light. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't have to do that. And, and we really had much, much less uh, antics and, um, you know, p- drama last mm-hmm. year than we did the year before. The year before was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for wrestling. It was embarrassing for those schools that those kids acted like that. And honestly, it was embarrassing for me. Being a, a steward of wrestling my entire professional career, it was, it, it made me ill. I mean, I was I was writing letters to schools after the fact and uh, just, you know, dealing with it, you know, mm-hmm. weeks and weeks after like th- this is unacceptable. We're not going to accept it. So that's the way we, that's the stance we had to take last year. Not that we're I, we can ease off on it because it was better when mm-hmm. it gets to the point where we need to do something, then we're going to do something again. So you can have emotions. Just don't don't be degrading with it. Absolutely. And don't, don't do it at the expense of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have no desire to take the celebration out, the enthusiasm, the excitement, no zero desire to do that. It's just, you have to do it in a classy manner. You got to yeah. have some class.
1: The issue wasn't the backflip. It was other things that had happened. And, and, you know, but if you lay down the law, you have to, you have to monitor all of it. You mm-hmm. can't just say I'm choosing where to enforce these rules.
0: Right. 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 Is it, there's there's always a a surprise on Friday night before um before the semifinals. Can you give us like a hint at what the surprise is this year or what people
2: should be there early for this year? We have some different stuff. <laughs> we, have, we have some we have some new stuff for for the semifinals and finals both. It's it's I'm excited about it. I think it's uh it's fan friendly. It's going to be yeah, it's, no, I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> I didn't for a hint. We had to try. Uh, the hint is that you're going to like it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So
1: I want to jump into, I guess, something a little bit deeper again. And then I've seen a lot of talk about, you know, separating the tournaments yeah. and stuff like that. And will you explain why – we can't separate that girls tournament too soon.
2: Well, number one, uh, one class of girls, uh, to separate it for one class of girls was, it, I mean, you're talking a, a 16, bra- 16 person bracket, uh, mm. one class. Um, in my opinion, it, it was a disservice to the girls to, to put them, uh, it, we're not going to go put them in a high school. And where else do you do uh, 14 weight class, 16 person bracket tournament, you know, in a, in a nice venue. We pride ourselves in trying to get the best venues that we can for our championships, uh, and for wrestling, that's specifically CHI. I mean, we have uh, looked. We've had RFPs out where other people came in and gave bids, and when you look at what we can get from CHI and their staff, and and what we can get from, uh, I mean, we we have over 28 different championships and different sites all across the state. We know what we have. And, and to be honest with you, CHI is the gold standard. The way they, they treat our people, the what they are able to do with their venue is unmatched. Mm-hmm. It's unmatched. So for us to look someplace else to put the girls, we could do it, and we are doing it. But I think at the end of the day, that's the best place for us. Mm-hmm. now to you, girls i think that that, that 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 we're gonna have to have a format change right. um, obviously there's there's a p- legislative proposal that's going to add a class of girls starting next year and that's going to uh, create more qualifiers and we and even if we didn't have more qualifiers we would change the format next year anyway because mm-hmm. i i personally don't want to go through what we went through over the last couple of weeks again mm-hmm. that was no fun <laughs> yeah but is it but i
0: guess Explain so the, the proposal, and then that'll be on the docket April yeah. board meeting, right? For Correct. so, like, that will be when it if a second, if air quotes, um, a second class comes, it'll be it's up to the board, it passed the district meetings. A lot of people don't understand there's process, you know, right. involved with that, and then it'll it's we'll know for sure or not, it's heavily likely. Uh, but at the April NSA board meeting,
2: yeah, yeah, I I, I think it passed uh, every district that again yeah. voted in, so I I don't see it not passing in April. Um, right. so and it's it's time. I mean, we've had a significant growth 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 every year. Um, I still don't think uh, this year was the right year to do it. Next year is the right year to do it. And when we split those classes, we'll technically have six classes of wrestling. And when you have those six classes, we have to figure out what we can do. I think that the unknown or the, pe- the things that people don't know is number one, we don't own these facilities. Right. And these facilities book themselves out months in advance. And we typically try to be a multi year contract so that we can. Every time you go to a new venue, there's new things and things go wrong or things are not as smooth. When you can get in a routine and have the same venue, there's a familiarity with the fans that come every year. There's some there's some huge pluses to that. Yeah. That being said, CHI, we're, we're, we're just one event in the weekend, one weekend out of the year. They have tenants in their building. Now they have two with it's Creighton men's basketball
3: oh, and then –
2: the Supernovas for volleyball, which is in during the same season. So for us to say, all right, we want the whole week, CHI, that's not our call. That's We can request it, and we can have negotiations and try to get it. And to be honest with you, CHI doesn't have total control of either because they don't schedule the Supernovas schedule. They don't schedule the Big East schedule. So yep. this year, for example, Creighton has a basketball game on Tuesday night. Yep. So Tuesday is not an option for us. <laughs> and we have uh, – the reason that we have a three-day boys tournament, there's just not enough time in the day. We right. couldn't do it all in two days. We were on the mat for 28 hours in three days last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, our, our officials, like all of it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bigger issue than people think of just saying, oh, let's just go next week. Or let's do – when you talk about wrestling and you talk about qualifying and you talk about when the kids are missing school – It's not an easy fix. You Mm -hmm. talk about the number of officials that we have to cover our district tournaments. That's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you're talking about, all right, do we do it the following weekend? Do we do it at Devaney? Well, we have state swimming at Devaney the following weekend. Mm -hmm. CHI has something booked in their uh, facility that next weekend too. So, you know, PBA, we take PBA for four days for two weeks in a row for girls basketball and boys basketball. And by the way, PBA is the home court. For men and women's basketball at UNL. Yeah. so are they willing to give us another weekend? The answer is probably no. no.
3: We'll,
2: oh, <laughs> but my guess is, uh, <laughs> I just want people to understand it's a it's a bigger picture. Wrestling is not the only thing going on in the world. All you know, right. uh, yeah. we have we have our uh, and we the NSA don't, doesn't sanction it, but we have um, girls cheerleading championships.
0: Or, yeah, championships. dance and uh, cheer
2: in Grand Island and we get beat up every year like oh my gosh I can't believe you have wrestling and cheerleading at the same time well actually we don't because we don't sponsor cheerleading that's through the coaches association so it's I don't know I gotta take a step back sometimes and just remember why I do this because I take it so personal and I take those attacks personal because people that say he's like Chuck said they're just doing it for the money if anybody that says that they don't know me. They don't know who I am. And when they talk about the NSA and the NSA, this the NSA, yes, and NSA wrestling, when they say NSA wrestling, they're talking about me and yeah. I take that personal and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a big deal to me. So mm-hmm. for people just to say, you know, Hey, they don't care. I, I, I'll take that conversation any day. <laughs> I, I was going to ask
0: about the cheer and dance and like, No girl. there are some girls that decide because there are some girls that do both. Um, So it's a little, you know, they have to choose, like, which one they (laughs) want to do. So that, yeah, and and the number's probably not, you know, astronomical, but it's, there's a couple and there's just not much you can do about it, right? Right. Like, it just isn't. Um, On the girls' note, a couple of things. One, state duels, girls
2: adding that, is that a possibility? What does that... I I think I think it's it's in the conversation. Are we going to do it next year? The answer is no. Uh, No. We we they still have to build, uh, they still have to build teams. They have to build rosters. Right now they have a lot of teams, but there's a ton of those teams that have like three, four, five girls. Well, that doesn't. And when you have 14 weights, that's not a good dual meet competition. There are some that have it, and so when you separate those those schools into classes, we have to look at numbers. Are we going to have Um, are we going to have enough schools that have full rosters that we can have duels? And when that answer is yes, and our membership is ready for it, then we'll talk, we'll have that conversation about adding. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not going to be that difficult to add it to what we have going on right now. We wouldn't probably do it on the same day. We might do it on Friday as opposed to Saturday, but we, we, we could incorporate it into the state duels as it is. But we have to talk about qualifying. Right now, we have sub-districts this weekend. So when we go to two classes, are we going to go straight to districts? Well, then we're in, like in Class D, we're, we're 20, 22 to 25 teams in each one of the districts, which means we have to have two-day districts because of the possibility of them getting to seven matches in a day. Mm-hmm. And so we have to decide when can we do that, and do we have enough officials to do it? We, we're we going to have to add um, – there's four 16 – we're gonna have to have we're, right now. We use sixty-four officials for districts, uh, and then you add another sixteen for girls districts. Yeah. So right, th- right there is eighty, yeah. and so then you have to on top of that because you have another class of girls. So it's 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 a challenge. We had, right. but we're growing. We're recruiting and retain you know training and retaining officials. Um, people have to be patient. It's not gonna happen overnight. I think the
1: thing people forget about it, though, is that change is uncomfortable. It's tough. You know, and and in order to grow our sport, we're going to have to be able to, you know, you say it all the time in wrestling, step out of your comfort zone.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, to be honest with you, girls wrestling, the popularity of girls wrestling and the push that they've had has actually increased the number of boys wrestling. So, like, in the state of Nebraska, the girls are growing – but the boys are growing too. Like there's more schools that are adding wrestling. There's more schools that have larger rosters. And so for those that, you know, don't like girls wrestling, it's actually helping our sport. It's actually, Mm -hmm. it's actually at the national level saving our sport. We, I mean, everybody's like, oh my gosh, every year we lose 20,000 kids across the nation from wrestling. Well, we're losing 20,000 girls in basketball also. So it's not just wrestling, but it, it has put us in a positive light. Uh, it's brought some enthusiasm. I'll be honest with you; it has exceeded my expectations at every turn, including the amount of work that it takes to, to manage. <laughs> is
0: is there so New York, for example, is the state is adding girls wrestling, um, and collegiate wrestling is actually freestyle. Is there any chance of switching? Uh, wrestling on the girl side, from from folk style to freestyle.
2: Hey, and I think New York is the one doing that this year. Is that is right? That yeah, yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. Right. Um, I think uh, that's going to be a challenge, a huge challenge, because well, officiating of, it is different, right? For uh, one, officiating it and coaching it. I mean, we're right. just now getting you know people into the coaching roles that uh, are have been around wrestling, but probably never coached her, and some of them, many of them have never wrestled. And right. to throw freestyle into there, and are you going to have the same officials? Typically, that's what happens when folk style is over, freestyle starts, and right. the number of officials that, that do freestyle is significantly lower than the number of, of officials that do folk style. And that's just because people are not familiar with it. So I think that that's a long-term goal for the girls, but I think it's a long ways away. I really do.
0: Yeah, and then one last thing on the girls' thing, then we can move on to something else. But with all the changes and all the additional girls' wrestling and adding a second sport and all the—I don't even want to say drama around it, but like all the talk about it—is there? I know that there's a panel, uh, you know, uh, of coaches or superintendents or whatnot, in as far as girls' wrestling is concerned to give advice or feedback. Is what about adding? Uh, at student-athletes to something like
2: that. that? That's actually never been talked about, but I, su- I suppose we could. We do have coaches... to get their feedback, you know, on what they maybe want. Sure, so, yeah. sure. Um, I, I think that we, in some way, feel that void, and I don't want to call it a void, I guess, for lack of a better word, but we feel that role with coaches who are right. with student-athletes on a regular mm-hmm. basis, um, and we, we add uh, athletic directors and superintendents because of the larger picture. We're talking about, you know, the cost to schools and the financial decisions that are made at the higher level than just a coach. Coaches want this. Coaches want that. But then you talk about feasibility. And, and is that really possible? That's why we have those types of people on our, our committee as well.
0: Great, Chuck.
1: So, Coach, I, I you're kind of picking on me a little bit before we got on the show. So I, I had to brew up a, que- uh, a question to ask you here. Is it is it safe to say that you're probably the fourth best athlete in your house at this point?
2: <laughs> oh. Dang, and you went there, did you? Well-
0: <laughs> he will take you down. Like, I can I beat? Can I? I need to have my phone or camera ready when he takes you down on the mat at the CHI Health Center.
2: We're, we're pretty fortunate. Um, my, wife, my wife is like, um, she's the best one we have. <laughs> in all honesty, I mean, she was she 10-time All-American in college right. and track. She went into the UNL Athletic Hall of Fame. And the, the, the low, low, low percentage of people that get to that level is, is unbelievable. Our daughter's playing uh, softball at Missouri Western and doing really well. Freshman uh, year had a fantastic year. This is her sophomore year, and my son uh, is is doing he has having a great year. You know, he's at a brand new school at Grand East and uh, taking some lumps, but giving some lumps too. So uh, we're really proud of him. It's exciting for our house. Uh, we, my wife will, if you ask her, she she's no bones about it. She'll tell tell you who's the best one out of all. <laughs> <laughs> is, is I, I guess. State
0: duels question, going back to that, is there every year there's a few teams left out of state duels that are kind of top-end teams? Is there a thought of expanding the format or a way to change wildcard points for the format to include maybe the better-ish teams, I guess, and make sure they're all there?
2: Well, I I don't know if it's the better teams, but there are teams that are comparable to those.
0: That's those, you
2: know, Four, five, six, seven, and eight teams that, right. that could probably compete as well as they could. Um, it's the only wild card, wild card sport that we have that the qualifying is solely on wild card. Yeah, Every other one is the wild card is used for some sort of uh, seeding or uh, wild card qualifying after the district uh, competitions. Mm-hmm. So there, there was talk out there to do, uh, a, like a one dual qualifying, um, Taking, you know, number five through twelve, and, and matching them up, and go five against twelve, and um, six against eleven, and all the way down, and then whoever wins that uh, fills out the remaining four of the state duels. When you get to, the top four are pretty solid; they they probably belong there regardless of where they end up getting seated. But then you the others that are getting left out, and and unfortunately, we had two incredibly bad weather weeks where yeah. your schools and teams lost significant competitions. And then it becomes, all right, um, do we make it up? How do we make it up? Do we have time to make it up? Is that best for our team? Uh, you know, competition wise, like I, we wrestle on uh, Tuesday we wrestle on Thursday. Our only open date is Wednesday. Do we throw competition in on that time? Uh, and some people will say no. And some people, in all honestly they look at the wild card and they see if it's going to benefit or not benefit them and then they make a decision and we yeah. don't have any language that can make them do it because mm. it's going to it would be very difficult to make them do it for those reasons that I spoke about before and it's not just wrestling it's all of our wild card sports when they lose some competitions due to weather that it's it's sometimes there's no way we're making that up we'll make a decision right now that we're not going to make that up because it win or lose in some cases, win or lose, it could hurt somebody in wildcard. Right. Yeah. There 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 has to be a proposal. We're not going to make a change until there's a proposal from the member schools to change that format. But I think I think that's a valid choice, you know, that's a conversation that needs to be had. And we that's what we do in our office. Like let's have those conversations. We will help you write the proposal. You tell us what you want and then we'll try to think shoot the holes in it and try to get it solid and then help you uh, pr- present a proposal, uh, through the legislative process that has the chance to have some success.
0: Yeah. The, I know this year in wrestling basketball, for sure. There's, uh um, in a couple of cases in wrestling where they were like, I don't know if we want to make that one up. Like, <laughs> and it, cause of state duels, like, Oh, we're probably going to qualify. We don't want to do that. Like nope. we're, and, and basketball is the same, same kind of way where they're like, okay, we were scheduled to play a team, which would give us a 47 point win. We want a 50 point win. We just won't play that one. We just yep. punk on it because it'll hurt our wild card points and stuff. So there's some jimmying going on with that stuff. Is there any way to prevent that is the thing. And that obviously has to go through the legislative process to you know, Correct. go through that. Chuck, are you frozen? no
1: no are you I didn't know if you were still talking or not you kept going on (laughs) go ahead uh coach I want to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit uh what did what did the UNO celebration mean to you I I know that um we've kind of talked about it and Mike's had had some words with you on it but what did that mean to you and and
2: yeah I, I think um not only for me, uh, for Coach Denny and many, many, many of the, the guys that came back, uh, not just guys, but fans and parents and everybody that came back. It started the process of healing, I, I believe. I think that uh, it was special. Uh, we had over 400 people come back um, and, and for this, like the sport of wrestling and being on uh when you when they leave, it's a national scene. It's not just people from around here. It's people from all over the country. We had people come from California, Florida, um, all over the you know Midwest, different states, and it was it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to Coach Denny. I think it was uh, therapeutic, but I think more importantly, the administration at UNO is was or is now completely different than it was. Like it's, it's, it's not even in any aspect, the same people. So for us as a collective group to hold a grudge and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I didn't want my kids to step on that campus. And I spent 24 years there. And I think that that is, like I said, the first step maybe to, to maybe getting over that Uh, there's it's, it's painful. I mean, uh, I, I, was fortunate. My wife was fortunate. She was our NCAA compliance officer. Mm-hmm. Um, we were fortunate to to land in, in jobs that uh, were a better place. It was better for us. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, for Coach Denny specifically, that wasn't better for him. He had built something there for over 30 years and it was just ripped away and thrown out like, like a sack of trash. And it was it's still difficult to, you know, talk about, but for me personally, I think it was uh, a good step in the right direction. Uh, We met the administration, we met the chancellor, we met the athletic director, the athletic department, and um, they were welcoming. They, they were, they never said no to us. Everything that we asked for, they said yes. And I think it was uh, the start of building maybe the chance of a relationship back again sometime. Mm -hmm. So but there's still there's still a long ways to go. There's yeah. still a long ways to go.
0: Hey the the standing ovation at the hockey game was that was emotional. I was yeah. there. I I was getting emotional just like as I'm standing there clapping. I was like wow.
2: that's the way it should be. That's yeah. that's what it should have been in right. 2011. That's the what it should have been. That's what it should have felt like. And yeah. so uh, for them to do that for those guys, I, I was I was super pleased for those guys. It was it was special. It was yeah. special. Something that they'll remember forever.
0: It was it was awesome. Um can you remind us again how the mats are chosen for uh the the individual state tournament? I believe it's people that purchase new mats, right? Or explain that more.
2: Yeah, we so we have a contract in a in a, a partnership with Dolomer. Mm-hmm. And the schools contact and They contact us, and then we get them with, in touch with the rep. And then timing is is what it takes because they have to order it as before the before the first of the year. So, mm-hmm. like we were taking orders all the way up until the end of December, and then it's first come first serve. So those ones that are ordering earlier are the ones that we will use their mat at the state championship, and then at the clu- conclusion of that, they'll okay. pick it up and take it to the respective school. And they do that because they get a discounted price. I mean, to have a mat shipped to you uh, just solo is probably a a little over $1,000, probably $1,200. They'll save that $1,200 because they'll put all of the mats on one truck, deliver them one time, and then every school. So in essence, because they can get 10 mats, we're saving $10,000 for our schools by doing Mm -hmm. that. Now, this year, we sold 17 mats. So seven mats are going to go to Kearney and and we'll use those mats at the dual championships and then schools will pick them up after the fact. And then the 10, the first 10 that were in line, we will use at Omaha. So we try to, you know, keep them and and strategically place them. If it's a class A mat, we try to keep it on the class A side and then end up with the class A final. But we have multiple classes, you know, multiple class A mats, multiple class Bs and so forth. So we just try to, uh, have a color scheme that is conducive for TV. We mm-hmm. try to make the mats different colors for every class because if you have four black mats, uh, that's difficult on the commentators. That's yeah. difficult to keep track of it as a viewer. So we we try to, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, decision-making and it goes along with that too.
0: Yeah. How about uh, difficult sometimes, depending on how crazy they get for someone trying to shoot video or photos like me. Uh, <laughs> it's, it gets real hard. Like, yeah the color is like you gotta adjust you on the fly it's, it can be tough right so chuck you got anything else Are you just gonna sit there the whole time i just you know i
1: i just i, I want to thank coach for coming back on and and doing this with us you know it's you've probably got a million people that you've got to talk to and deal with all day long and i appreciate you taking the time to meet with us
2: well, I, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. I think people love information mm-hmm. and if they can get correct information, that makes it even more valuable. So giving me the opportunity to talk and asking the questions that you ask and giving me, I, I, I think we've been going on for about 45 minutes and I yeah. bet I've talked for 38 of it. So, <laughs> so uh, giving me the opportunity to educate people and give them the correct information is invaluable. So I appreciate what you do. I, I consider both of you guys friends and um i'll do it any time for you
0: yeah we uh, oos. yeah oos. Oos.
2: we will we will uh, look at mike look at he's I did mike it. even has the oos down yeah, yeah I, did it. I i got what it. what does oos mean mike what is uh, respect mean? mutual respect mutual yeah, respect, respect. Yeah. And when you do and in in uh, martial arts uh, yep. specifically judo yep. when you go oos you say oos before you start and that's that's mutual respect that's showing respect when you bow and you say and it's also saying bring your best because i'm bringing mine
0: yeah like uh well
2: i'm i'm ready to run through
1: a wall i don't know i'm
0: (laughs) ready to run through a wall hey yeah you ain't ready (laughs) to run through me cat (laughs) we tried that one i've
1: retired i've retired from that ron was there talking about that anymore how it is I should
2: have jumped in your corner, Chuck. I I think I could have helped you.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a very good game plan. I panicked when I figured out how strong he was. And I was like, well, (laughs) this is just how it's going to be.
2: I blame Jimmy Foster. He got me.
1: No help. He was no help. He was the referee. He was home to Mike. He
2: was referee and announcer at the same time. (laughs) He was home to Mike.
0: Hey, just because I'm skinny. Doesn't mean I can't go. I'm just going you know, to never forget.
2: I appreciate you guys, man.
1: <laughs> 50 pounds by my birthday. I'm telling you.
0: Hey, Ron. Okay. Real quick. We have a deal. If Chuck loses 50 pounds by his birthday, which is July, I will show up for our annual trip to Fargo with a mustache.
2: <laughs> which- That's it. 50 pounds for a, freaking mustache <laughs> i don't know if it's that shit. guy can't lose 50 shit. pounds he can't lose 50 pounds you ever seen him no i'm Come just me. saying if he does lose 50 pounds it should be more than just a mustache you should pay for his way i mean i'm okay with that too
0: we kind of do that already yeah like we take care, we, <laughs> we take care we <laughs> yeah kinda, yeah kind of figure that out on, on our own all right um i was gonna say Mr. Higdon, which is weird. Um, all right, Coach Higdon, Ron, we will see you not at state duels because we don't go to that, but we will we will be uh, in full swing uh, in Omaha for the individual uh, championships. But people should follow along with our good friends at Any Wrestle for all the state duels coverage. There Absolutely, yeah.
3: Absolutely. Thank you guys. I appreciate uh, thanks, Ron.
0: Yeah. Both of you. Thanks.
3: Have a, have a good
0: Thank night. you. Yeah. All right, Chuck. That was good. That was a little more serious than what we normally are on here.
1: I just hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> just so much. Still got the picture. Want you got to embarrass me in front of people. That You got to embarrass me in front of people I got all the, pic- the
0: time. No, I don't. You're my guy. Always my guy. 100%. Uh, let me find the picture we're, real quick, though. We want to go back to the, to the picture of where I was the enemy, but then I was uh, lifted up on the shoulders of people that were booing me when I walked in the gym. Remember that? I Remember think that? you
1: need a picture of Bob's outfit from senior night.
0: <laughs> no. That's inappropriate. <laughs> that is not appropriate. This is a family show, Chuck. The
1: man, the man did not let his thighs breathe. I'll tell you that much.
0: That's your guy. It's your brother.
1: That button, the button on his pants, were a screaming. <laughs> God.
0: Why are you talking? <laughs> okay, I can't find this picture quick enough. I'm trying to delay and stall here. Oh, wait, I might let's, be able to find it. Nope, I don't know. Let's I just have-
1: get out of here. Let's yeah, no, I, ha- I have, I have it, I have it, I have it. What do you? I don't want most- to talk about it anymore.
0: What are you the most excited about for uh, the next couple weeks of wrestling? By the way, let's talk about that. Is this is this
1: well. This is just like my Super Bowl, you know. Like this is the most exciting time of the year for me, just because you see, like it, as a coach, it was always cool to see the kids that nobody expected to qualify and they would qualify and sometimes even place. Like that's seeing these kids meet their goals is just it's awesome, mm-hmm. and that's why I was pretty excited when you know Ron was coach. Get that out of here! Stop it.
0: The champ is well, here.
1: Coach, put it down. We're not talking about that. That's old news. That was last year. Look at that. Those are your people. That was last year. Your people go have me
0: on their back. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and then they're gonna power bomb you. They're just not, plotting. They're waiting for me to tell them to power bomb you.
0: That's not true. Anyway, sorry. You were just you're excited about just watching kids. I don't even know. Like, you you flustered me. No, you're you. It's cool to see kids that no one really thought had a chance before they started. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 You see those kids that don't really have a chance and, and, you know, um, it's, it's just, it's a cool feeling as a coach because you feel those emotions with them. And I was excited to hear Ron say, you know, that they're going to ease back a little bit because like I said, kids can show emotions. Just don't, don't do it at the expense of somebody else.
0: Yeah, You, you know how I feel about the backflip thing. I don't care. Like let him have fun, but that's just my opinion. It's okay. We can have d- different opinions. It's all right.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people have different opinions on girls wrestling than me, but, uh, we can't talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you Never mind. <laughs> I don't understand what, how the thought process on that one, but, um, on the thinking... too many ice bags. Thinking that it was okay to actually like say that publicly. Well, um, I not, mean, it's not okay.
1: There's too many ice bags in wrestling. Too many ice bags. That's <sighs> where that's where he was drawing the line. The ice bags.
0: Yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, um, we will. Prop, maybe tech. No, we'll we'll have a show next week, and then we still got to figure out the pre-show thing. If we're gonna do it live like we did last year, which was super fun, or not, I got it. That's on me. I gotta kind of follow. Yeah,
1: up. But, I want to see if we can invite a couple, couple cool guests to come out and talk with us too.
0: Yeah, and even maybe we just do it like we normally do, but we'll we'll figure out something, and we'll have a bunch of state, uh, individual state tournament coverage and things. And I already have a plan, which I have. We had sure. a nice crowd last year. Yeah, it was good. So I. would for the actual event, though, we'll have a lot of people there. So we just like to have Ron on yeah. before things get too hectic with districts and state duels and all that. So it's, it was good to have him on.
1: So, well, he's got a stressful time coming up.
0: Well, his last couple weeks have been pretty stressful, too. So, yeah. yeah.
1: All right. And I'm glad we got him on. And that, that was cool. That
0: was yeah, good. it's good. I'm glad he explained things for the public that maybe haven't, you know, went, took a deep dive for us on on that which is which is great yeah yeah the burning questions in high school wrestling in nebraska we just answered right yeah 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 all right buddy we'll uh see you later hey see ya
3: Sports Network Production.